When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of me, myself, and I. This is episode number nine of the little show I do on uh, on a Monday at the moment, uh, just talking about any and everything. We are live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, of course, as usual, Ace Podcast Nation, as you all know now, home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. And on that note, uh, I refer start recording my story this Thursday, uh, so they'll be dropping soon, so look out for some promotional material regarding that series. Uh, series 2 of that was really well received. Series 1 did pretty well as well as people have gone back and watched it, but uh, Series 2 particularly did nice, nice numbers and uh, people seem to give a lot of feedback to hearing people's stories in their own words, as it were. Real conversations with real people and there's a, a real range of characters and stories um, some uplifting, some heartbreaking, um, some inspiring. So it's going to be really interesting hearing all different people's stories. And, uh, of course, please follow us on social media, uh, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications. Helps us out a lot, uh, as does dropping a like on the video. Helps us get further up the algorithms on YouTube and Facebook. The more comments, the more likes, the more views, obviously, we get. Um, which helps us out, of course. Um, if you prefer your podcast in audio form, every single show that was produced by Ace Podcast Nation is available through the Sports Social Podcast Network. Uh, I always drop the links and everything to that the, after the show, the day after for an audio download. Um, you can, of course, uh, listen to as well all our previous shows, uh, even the ones which are kind of on hiatus and stuff like that. Every uh, every episode we have done is there. So, like for instance, the Andy Campbell Football Show, which is on hiatus at the moment, is uh, which features some incredible guests from the world of football. That's there every single episode. There, um, the early days of the show with various different series, all there for people to download, and you can get through Spotify, Stitcher, uh, you know, all the every podcast network. The only one at the moment we're having a bit of a problem with Apple. Um, I am in the process of sorting that out. Who should have everything back up on there now by the end of this week? 
touch wood. Um, but as we wait to, just for some latecomers, uh, we'll go uh, a little update on the charity Super Six. As you know, this year with the channel supporting Super Six Football Prediction League, raising money for two great charities, Maggie's Centre, uh, which is a cancer charity, and Mind Mental Health Charity. Uh, it was a surprising weekend of results in the football, which meant we had a very low scoring round. Uh, Andy Lewis topped the pile on seven points. Michael Shepard, Mike Flint, uh, making up the rest of the top three. At the celebrity players, our very own Rodri Giggs had the high score of the week with six. Uh, there, we won't mention my measly two points. Uh, I think that's best left alone. But uh, Reese Irison has had two weeks at the top of the overall table, but Jason Payne has been moving up the table for a few weeks now and has taken second place, most definitely gunning for Reese's top spot. But uh, yeah. Join in. There's still time. You could still join. Contact Will Malyush. Uh, all the comments and everything's in the, uh, sorry, all the links and everything's in the description. You can join the Facebook group. Raise money ultimately for a very good charity. Uh, and there's cash prizes for the people who finish up to top. But uh, with this show, if you've never seen it before, it's basically about 45 minutes of question and answers. I give opinions on stuff, probably talk about stuff we shouldn't. And uh, we rely, I rely on you the people you give me subjects you can give me questions you can ask me what i think about stuff you can ask me anything you want the more you ask the more subjects you give i try to get through every question and everything i can um but the more the better basically um let's have a quick look who's in the chat Cade, uh reese richie welcome craig will um donna gareth richie so um Let's have a look. Rob Boyle's here. Nice, like to see it. Let's have a look at some questions. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, let's, GD Parry says, uh, when will James Collins join the Eddie Johnson, Roddy Moore, Ronnie Moore cult? Uh, I don't think he will, mate. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe he'll prove me wrong, my friend. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll start on Cardiff. Um, I don't want to make it too much of a heavy Cardiff um Cardiff show because obviously we talk about football on Friday. I will discuss football, a lot of football stories today, but I don't want to do too much Cardiff. Um but look, it makes a difference to have a decent manager. Um and whether Steve Morrison becomes a decent manager, it remains to be seen. Of course he's early in his career as a manager. Um he's a young manager. But what I will say is He's a manager in 2021 that should be managing football teams, not someone who's stuck in playing football 10 years old or like from 10 years ago, which doesn't work in today's football. We've talked about it a lot. Football has evolved and the kind of dinosaur football just doesn't work anymore. And what I will say is the few high points of the season for Cardiff City this year has been the young players, the Ruben Corwells and the Bowens, the... Um, the the Bagans, the NGs, the people like this, um, and there's a couple of others as well. Like they've been the players who have not stopped. Like even um, the Reading game, particularly straight off the back of the Swansea game, like they ran their hearts out. We lost, but they ran and ran and they tried hard and they gave a hundred percent because they care. Mark Harris, that was the one I was forgetting. Sorry, Richard. Yeah, um, they care. So like they they make a difference. Like Kiefer Moore. I thought looked a million times better on Saturday than he has all season. And it's just bizarre. Like 
I don't know what Mick McCarthy was seeing, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because at 3-0, I was like, oh, my God, we're going down. And as football is it's such a weird, weird sport that the second um, that first goal went in, everything changed. The, the atmosphere in the Stoke side, the fans, their fans that get on the back a bit, the Cardiff fans got a lift. And, um, you know, look, well, what a result. What a result. Sometimes a point can change everything and it can change the whole perception of the club. Look, I do think Cardiff City have got a lot of problems on the pitch, off the pitch, etc. Of course they have. Um, but on the other hand, like a draw like that from 3-0 down, like it's, there's one thing getting in a last-minute equaliser to make it one all or win one nil or some, but three nil down. This I think is massive, and I just think that that is um, could could be a big moment. We've got to we've got to we've got to move on. We've got to kick on from that, and I hope we can get a positive result this week to sort of do that. Um, Donna says the only thing I don't like about Steve Morrison is he looks like Neil Harris. Well, Neil Harris might be the manager before you know it, Donna. So it won't matter. Uh, Leslie says that the Spurs job was too big for Nuno, should have stayed at Wolves. I see. This is what I, one of my real uh, bugbears at the moment with with, with fo- football, particularly the Premier League, but football generally, is these clubs, they bring in managers. They know, like, so the example I'll use as well as Nuno is Man United bringing in Jose Mourinho. He was never a fit for them. In terms of like Mourinho and United, the way United fans and history and club and the way they want to play football, Mourinho was never a big, a good fit for that. But what he was brought in to do was to win trophies again and get them back to glory. And then when he in, undoubtedly imploded, they could bring in a manager who would do those things, but they'd already kind of be at the top and and be able to to kick on from it. But what they didn't do is they then didn't back him when he finally he got into second with a very average group of players and then they sacked him and didn't well they back didn't back him and then sacked him what was the point in bringing Mourinho if you bring Mourinho in you know you've got to spend 100 million at least every summer at least if not more and if you know if you do that and you back him he will bring you trophies but he'll also probably cost you a couple of player big players because he'll upset him etc my thing with Nuno uh, Santos is you're bringing in the manager of Wolves, like you, you're acknowledging that he's done a fantastic job for Wolves, getting them from a championship, blah, 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 blah. Not everyone's a cup of tea. He, he upsets people sometimes, but he plays with a, a rigid three at the back, two holding midfielders. Very rarely does he change from that. And he plays a certain way. Sometimes, not always, is not great to watch, but he plays a very rigid tactical formation and game that doesn't that doesn't change hasn't changed over the last few years so if Spurs knew that beforehand they should have given him time to to bed in his style get his ideas or he's got he had 17 games I understand I think he lost seven or one one eight lost seven something like that and a couple of draws like but to me Managers, they just don't get the time they needed. Harry Kane, I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, I put some clips out of Rodri talking about Harry Kane, but I since um, oh, we'll talk about it now. So, since um, so Rodri two weeks ago, uh, two Fridays ago, Rodri kind of went off a little bit on Harry Kane 
people saying how he's this professional, he's a true professional, he's a nice guy, blah, 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 and all this. Um, and Rodri kind of won that and that. He said he's the top professional bullshit. He's down tools, sulking because he didn't get his move and it's affecting Spurs and he's not doing it for England. He's the England captain. And um, at the end of the day, Harry Kane has massively let down his Spurs teammates, his manager and everyone at the club. Um, I understand he's not the Spurs captain. I think Lloris is the captain, but he's a senior player. He's let him down massively. And I feel like when do we, when will football clubs and football fans finally hold the players responsible? Because it's always the manager who gets sacked. But like those Spurs players have been absolute rubbish all season. Cardiff City players, apart from those handful I named of youth players who've come in or young players who've come in, the rest of them have been pretty much disgraceful on and off all season. Their attitudes, their application, everything. Yes, you can blame Mick McCarthy's tactics. Yes, he was the wrong choice as a manager. That's down to the board. But those footballers have to take responsibility. Donna says that Harry Kane was hopeless at the Euros, but for some reason, people are like surprised now that he's not doing it. But, but the problem is, he probably, I don't think he was fully fit in the Euros. Now he stinks of a player who's sulking, and I don't like that at all. They earn a lot of money. Um, I believe that the reason they've sacked Nuno now is because they think United are going to make a move for Conte because there was rumours of that last week. The Solskjaer's obviously under pressure, regardless of what anyone says. And I believe that the reason they've gone, they've got rid of him because they want to get Conte now because they know United will probably give Solskjaer till January, at least, in my opinion. So they thought, all right, we better get if we want Conte, we've got to get him now. Um, so I do think that um, who was it? Someone made a really good point just now. I was Richie. Half the Wolves squad is Portuguese, which means, of course, someone who predominantly doesn't speak um, English as first language, of course, it's easier to communicate with people and players and get your ideas across, and things don't get lost in translation with that so it's easier to get your ideas and maybe it's easier to galvanize footballers like if if i'm manager and i've got a load of players from who were like cardiff born and welsh maybe i'd connect with them more and i'd be able to motivate them i don't know ultimately though i think the spurs board have jumped the gun a little bit i feel like they should have let him have this season to get his players and maybe he would have signed a couple of portuguese players maybe he would have signed a couple of wolves players in the sum in january um, I feel like he's been let down a lot through the players. Um, and I think we're seeing this more and more. And I think I'd like to think eventually there's going to be this breaking point where the fans of football generally are kind of going to get sick of this shit and sick of players costing managers their jobs constantly with bad attitudes and everything uh, which goes with it whilst earning thousands and thousands of pounds a week whilst having a lifestyle that most people dream of whilst let's be honest quite often working half a day and then being having the rest of the day to do whatever they want um i think people are sick of it and i'd like to think that eventually the fans as a whole will will kind of let the players know that because there's too many players coasting on reputation and i there's i could name a few players for each club. Um, 
Richie says communication and understanding is is really important. Yeah, of course it is. It's massively important. Um, like you look at Son last year, and I just noticed a few people, uh, GD Parry and uh, Lorna mentioned it. Son in the last probably I say even the last three years has been exceptional. In my opinion, has been far better than Harry Kane. And I think I said on one of the shows last year, if you gave me a choice to sign Son or Kane, it wouldn't be like. Oh, I'd definitely go for Kane because I think Son gives you more all round, and I also think he can, you know, he can play as a striker. Um, but because Kane's like Son fired them to the Champions League final, and then Kane walks back into the final, and all momentum's kind of lost, like uh, GD Paris said there. And Craig said that he has a, an injury every season; he hasn't fully recovered. He, um, so. Craig says that he's changed the way he's playing and he's not playing as a striker anymore. But I I agree with you because he's dropping so deep. There was a point against Manchester United before, I think it was at 1-0, might have even been 0-0. And Harry Kane was playing like holding midfield, but also the other forward player was dropping deep because he was the number like a number 10. And they kind of looked forward for a run and there was no one there because they were in midfield. And like Harry Kane's death, like Harry Kane is a number nine. He's a striker. That's where he needs to be in between. He, he should be doing what Ronaldo is doing in terms of staying in between the goalposts and getting in the box to score goals because that's what he's there for. Son is there to do the running or the various other players that Spurs have got in and around him. Um, not having it. Reese says uh, it doesn't help those side in Europe. He played players who hadn't played this season and expected them to match to be match sharp. He makes strange tactical decisions more off on the weekend. There's bigger issues than that, though, in Spurs. I do feel for Nuno, and he hasn't helped himself. I agree with you, mate. Um, 100% he hasn't helped himself. I'm just kind of sick of clubs blaming the manager very quickly. Like, 17 games in a, in a, in a big club like Spurs. And I think we'll all agree that before he came in, Spurs is a, is a big job, but also it's a big job. Like it had, there was a lot of work that needed doing. It needed some players in, some players out. It kind of needed, the team needed a bit of a restructure. And I just, yeah, just I'm fed up of it. Um, Daniel Levy, I think a few years back, I rated him as an owner because I thought he was very shrewd. Um, He never got ripped off. He always got the prices he wanted for players. He never kind of really got bullied by footballers who wanted their moves. You look at all the different ones, Carrick and, and Berbatov and all these different players who wanted moves. They went when he wanted to meet, but uh, when he wanted them to go and for the price he wanted them to go at. But just in recent years, I do feel as if he's kind of lost that, that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's lost that, He's lost the, the 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 spark, maybe, which was making him a, a good special owner. And now he just seems as if he's panicking with some of these decisions. Um, so let's have a look what else we've got. Uh, Leslie said, can you say hello to Brian Norland? He's watching morning or afternoon, Brian morning. Jesus, how are you, mate? Welcome. Glad to have you on board. GD Parry says, uh, if Levy had got shot of Kane and let Nuno bring in his own strikers, he could have got two for that. Then you never know. Yeah, indeed, mate. It's like 
they would have got 100 million for Kane, which is far too much anyway. And they could have spent that on two 50 million pound strikers. And they could have got decent players, strikers who would fit his system. He could have gone and maybe signed a striker and, you know, one of those Wolves players, which he did, did so well for him because there's a couple in there who could really fit into that Spurs team under his tactics. Um, I'm going to be very, very interesting. In, I'm going to be interested to see a few things this week. Like, um, I said to Rodri on Friday show, like if Man United go and stuff Spurs, I'd be really fucked off if I was a Man United football uh, football fan because why can they play like that against Spurs and not turn up against Liverpool in the fashion that they did? I find that frustrating and offensive and all these different things. Um, I think Solskjaer's in real trouble. I also think Solskjaer should have switched to three or five at the back, three at the back, um, because I think his best runs have been, or his best performances, should I say, as United manager have been when he's played three at the back with Shaw and Wan-Bissaka as wing-backs, because I think it suits both of them a bit bit more. But for some reason, he's reluctant to do it, maybe because of the history and, and whatnot of the way United got to play a certain way, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of weeks. More names being linked with a Cardiff job. Um, again, like Ian Holloway, mate, no thank you. Um, someone just said Nuno. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it's at the top. Nuno for um, the Cardiff job. I don't think he would take it. Would I have him? Hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting one because, look, he did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job for Wolves. You can't deny that. Had a lot of money to spend. But he brought in players, maybe who people didn't really know, and it did a phenomenal job. Um, Cardiff City under 23s, 3-1 up against Swansea. Maybe they should have played a couple of weeks ago. I have to say, by the way, I didn't think United were particularly impressive. Um, the one or the two differences I thought there were one they've since Cavani has been signed whenever he plays they just look better because um, he works he presses he hurries defenders he runs in behind he chases everything that's the and Reese says there is that's the type of striker you need if you're going to play the one up front and then a couple off him and I actually think Cavani and Ronaldo or Cavani up front with Ronaldo as one of the three behind kind of works better for Ronaldo as well. Cause he can still do the things he's doing in and around the box and stay central and be that striker. But you've got Cavani pressing and Harry and defenders, which Ronaldo's never going to do, never has done. So why you'd expect him to do. Um, GD Parry says, talk sports said about Cavani. He fires them up. Yeah. But the thing is when you've got, any player, particularly one who plays in the attacking sort of or the middle of the pitch or at the attacking third, who's chasing everything down, is aggressive, is trying to win every ball, even if he's got no right to win it, is running in behind, is chasing the ball back, the back passes back, is making, you know, he's thundering into defenders, hurrying, making big tackles. That does fire everyone up. That's the job Peter likes of Roy Keane, Paul Ince, 
Gerard, all these footballers over the years. That's what they used to do. They didn't always inspire their teammates by phenomenal performances. Of course, they did sometimes. But sometimes it was just big tackles and the effort and that desire to be better than your opponent or your opposite opposite player. Like that desire goes a long way. If you've got 11 players who've got so much desire and, and more desire than their opponent on the football field, then though the 11 with the more desire will nine times out of 10 win, regardless of quality and, and uh, ability. Um, what was it? Right. So Craig says uh, Spurs were so poor, they let them play. Liverpool didn't. I do agree with that. I thought Spurs were absolutely dreadful. Um, but I thought, so going forward, I thought a lot of their problems came from Harry Kane dropping so deep. And I don't want to kind of harp on on it because I'm sure me and Roger will talk about it Friday, on Friday. But like, yeah, look, Harry Kane's a big problem for Spurs and England. Uh, defensively, they were a shambles, absolute shambles all over the shop. Um is that because they weren't familiar with his formation, his tactics? They weren't quite used to it. They're not sure. I mean, 17 games. It said apparently 17 games is enough to, um, you know, sack him and decide he's not the man for the job. But it's not enough time for those players to learn his position and the tactics that he wants to play because they were all over the shop again. So I look at their defence. They've got Romero, thought was poor. Um, Dyer is an you know an England international should be able to play, um, and you know they played four at the back, um, so he wasn't even playing what you'd associate with his his tactics. Did he change them? I'd have to go back and look, but um, I don't know if he changed them specifically for United. Would be a bit weird if he did because United played three at the back. Um, so I'm interested by that. Just looking now, um, Ben Davis, Wales international, good footballer. Uh, De Sosa on the wing. Look, these are you know. Look at their players: Holberg, Lucas Moura, Song, Kane, the Celso, Skip, Lloris. They're all in. You know, these are international footballers. These are good footballers. And then on the bench, you've got Sanchez, you've got Rodon, you've got Deli Ali, uh, Berwin, and Dombe, Tanganga. Like they should be playing better than what they are. They're not, and it's a problem. Um, too many footballers these days are too lazy. I agree completely and utterly. Um, they've been there's too many coasting, and there's a few in each club, and it's a problem, isn't it? When you've got a few in each club who are just coasting along, it affects you. If you've got players who aren't given a hundred percent in an, an eleven, and the other team is bang at it, it is very difficult to get a result. Because you're, it's like playing with 10 men. Um, and even if that footballer does something special every couple of games, like they've still got to give a certain amount of effort and, and do something. Um, Craig says, problem. Nuno had, had was two and a half games without shot on target. and lost five of the last six games. You can't have a run like that. Yeah, I do agree um, with that to a certain extent as well. Because like we've discussed... like. Mick McCarthy lost eight on the bounce. Solskjaer lost a few on the bounce. Um, it's, it becomes un, untenable um, for any manager when you lose a lot in a row. 
Um, Reese says, was surprised to hear Telford, who had who had, had his hat-trick, has scored a few since Flynn left. Their fans on a call show, call-in show on Saturday night were saying that Flynn... Uh, I've lost a comment. Uh, Saturday night, we were saying Flynn signed him but wouldn't play him. So that's interesting. Um, we talked about Flynn on Friday and potentially the Cardiff job. So we'll have to see, won't we? Um, do, 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 do. Oh, I don't like crisps. Uh, the, oh, the only crisps I, I eat, red Doritos with like a tray of dips. Not really a crisp person. Um, to be honest, there's a couple. I'll have some now and again, but I'm not a big crisp eater, gotta say. I do like my dips and Doritos, though. That's some good, good shit. Um, Gallagher for Palace has been superb. Palace generally, I think, have been excellent this year. Um, and I think I'm so happy to see that because I want to see these new managers succeeding. Um, whether you know it's Vieira and all these different people, I want to see them doing well. Um, so yeah, I, Conte, I think, is quite a good fit for Spurs. But then, like, if they're sack, sacking Nuno for playing Nuno-style football, I don't think you're going to get any different in terms of style of football than from Conte. They play quite similar styles. You could argue Conte's probably got a bit more about him tactically and man-manager-wise, I think, as well. But but style of football, I think, they're quite similar. Um, Rangers uh, doing well, I noticed on the weekend. Um, and I'll have a look at the Scottish Prem now and have a look who's doing well. David Moyes, yeah. Um, what a what a what a what a job he is doing for West Ham. Um, yeah, Spurs need to, uh, Lorna says Spurs need to get rid of the chairman, not the manager. Yeah, I think probably time has come for Daniel Levy to move on, I think. Um, Mick McCarthy to Barnsley, Donna says. Yeah, that wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure he will fall into a job. Don't know if he'll take a job straight away because he probably wants to keep getting paid by Cardiff. Um, so Scottish League, we've got Rangers on top on 27, Celtic 23, and then Hearts and Dundee on 21. Well, I'm, all I can say is after 12, game, 12 games, I'm quite happy to see that it's pretty close for four teams. Um, it would be phenomenal for Scottish football if Hearts and Dundee could compete and push the top two. Where do you think, uh, Lorna says, where do you think Steve Bruce will go? Ooh, now that is an interesting one. Um, hmm, let's have a look. Who's who's under pressure? Do you know I could see Steve Bruce doing a job at somewhere like Burnley or Norwich if they was to part with their managers? I think that could be a pretty decent fit. Um, I think in January we might see someone like Newcastle or West Ham, maybe an Arsenal or Tottenham come in for, oh, I forgot his name. I always forget his name. Um, the boy from Norwich. Someone will tell me in the chat now. Um, the young guy uh, who's very, 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 very good. I can't remember his name. Someone will tell me now. Um what do you guys think? We, me and Andy discussed it a while back about there being a manager's window so you can only sack or release managers during a certain period of the season, maybe January and the summer. Um, 
in order. So actually, I would move it. I'd say if you're going to sack your manager, you've got to do it in December, say, so that Cantwell, that's it, yes. Um, the Norwich player, I think um, Newcastle or Arsenal, Tottenham, maybe someone like that, West Ham might come in from in January to try and get ahead of the curve in terms of the big club signing him. So, yeah, I could see see someone trying to get him. And I think if he goes, Norwich are in big trouble. Um, but yeah, Steve Bruce, I think, yeah, he'd be a good fit for those. Um, but yeah, so my manager's window idea. So December, you've got, if you want to remove your manager in the season, otherwise you've got to keep them for, for those periods. And then, because then a new manager comes in and they've got a bit of time before the January window opens, P45 for Christmas, Craig, bang on, mate. But just from a business point of view, it gives them time to set up before January. Um, and then in the summer, because I think it causes issues when a manager's under pressure, they can't, like managers are not getting the time to implement their ideas before they're sacked. So if a players, if a couple of players don't take to the new manager straight away and they cause a bit of an issue or they don't give 100%, a manager can lose his job before he's even got his feet under the table. And I just fed up a bit. Um, managers need time, especially if it's a big project. And I think Spurs is a big project. And like, you need time to, to fix that. Um Ancelotti going to Spurs or United. I don't think he'll go to Spurs. I think, like, why would you go from Madrid to Spurs? Maybe if United sack uh, Solskjaer, that would probably, I would imagine, he'd be on their list. Um, so it'd kind of be interesting if United, as some papers reported last week, have got ideas for Conte to be Solskjaer's replacement. Does the fact that Spurs have sacked their manager change the way they look at it? I don't think so. I think um, from the people I've spoken to who are kind of very deeply ingrained within the club and around it, they all seem to say that he'd only get sacked if they you know, get pied against Man City and uh, have a really couple of bad results. I think the Atlanta games are pretty important tomorrow because... They weren't very good against Atlanta, but they just managed to sort of squeeze the result out. I think that could be more of an undoing than the Man City game in many ways, because Man City, anyone can lose to them on their day. So, you know, as long as you don't get pied 6-0. Um, Leslie, Conte's and it says, uh, and Conte's another trend, cast-offs. Yeah, I said, um, I don't think Conte's necessarily... Um, A uh, what's it called Conte is necessarily a good fit for United anyway. Um, but uh, Reese just said that he's gone already, so I do think he might be referring to Angelotti. So I apologize if I have missed that and he's left. Um, but we'll see what is what. Uh, I can't see anything. Is that right? Ancelotti's been sacked. Can't see anything about that. So uh, someone can fill me in if that's the case. Man, Lorna says Man City are in free fall. Well, if that's what free fall looks like, they're five points off the top level on points for West Ham. Maybe they are. Let's have a look at their most recent results. Uh, 
Um, Atlanta, GD Paris says Atlanta away this time, different proposition. It is, but United aren't the United of old. Like years ago, like under Fergie, those Champions League nights, like they'd have just blown Atlanta away in the first 20 minutes and then just be comfortable. Kuman, got you. Sorry, mate. Kuman's been sacked. That's not, I think uh, Xavi comes in there probably. Um, I don't think, um, yeah. Who else? Conte to Barca. Ooh, I wonder if they'd be interested in him. Um, but and Leslie's not a big fan of um, Grealish. And is he been doing it for Man City? I, I haven't. I've got to say, I haven't watched a lot of their games. Um, I haven't heard his name a great deal. Um, he had a couple of good games at the start of the season. But yeah. But then, so uh, Lorne says that uh, in follow-up to her comment about them free-falling, she says they're losing to easy pointer teams. My argument with that would be, uh, Lorna, is that Crystal Palace are a whole new um, opposition this year under Grealish. Gallagher is being phenomenal. Wilf Zaha, I would argue, is one of the most underrated footballers in the Premier League, has been for a couple of seasons since he went back to Palace been a very very good um Conor Gallagher, Conor Gallagher is having the season of his life um but Vieira's got him they believe in what you can tell when you watch Crystal Palace those players believe in Patrick Vieira whether it started as like a respect thing because of who he is what they have done now is they bought into whatever he is selling and they do they got some really good footballers uh they got some experience in there as well which I think helps, you know, like the likes of Benteke, Schlupp, Ayu, uh, they've all been around the block, Anderson, Quixote, they've been around the block a little bit, you know, they know the score, they know what's going on. Um, my one, look, uh, my thing with Vieira to Spurs, <laughs> yeah, that one, that one, I think um, one of my things with Man City, uh, and I think someone just mentioned this, when you haven't got a striker, it's very difficult to impose your game on a team which play like Crystal Palace because you haven't got an out ball. So when you play, when Man City play, say, Burnley, who literally just sit and they get 11 men behind the ball, that's Man City will end up destroying them because they can play in front of Burnley. They then suddenly flick a switch, one-touch passing, tiki-taka, score some unbelievable goals. Whereas now... Man City have lost David Silva. They haven't got an an out and out striker. Like their front three is Grealish, Foden, and Gabriel Jesus on Saturday started. So to me, number one, none of those uh, are number nine, obviously, because they haven't got a number nine. But I'd argue that Foden and Grealish are more attacking midfielders than out and out forwards. Like Grealish is not a winger. And that's where he started. Gabriel Jesus is not a winger. I think he's a striker who would prefer to play up front with an out-and-out number nine. Foden, to me, is like a him and Grealish, I think. And I'm sure people can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I've always seen them as like out-and-out, like number 10s. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's a problem for Man City. We said at the start of the season... They absolutely should have signed a striker. When they couldn't got Kane, they had to get someone in. Even if, and I say this 
maybe a little bit tongue in cheek, but even if it was someone like a Danny Ings or someone like that who knows the Premier League can just play as a number nine and is good enough technically to just hold the ball up and let the other players play off him and stuff. Like they should have signed some, there's plenty of players like that who could have, even if they signed them on a short term contract and said, look, you know, you're not our first choice. We're going to play you handsomely, do a job for us till the end of the season. And we'll see where we are. If you impress, we'll give you a longer contract. If it doesn't quite, you know, if we're going to bring someone else in, you've, earned a nice pay and you can go and sign for someone for big money on free. They could have easily done that. Um, Ethan Ampadu sending off, by the way, was one of the most ridiculous decisions I have ever seen in football. That If that's a sending off, we're going to have like two, three sending offs every game. Uh, oh, it's obscene. Um, I couldn't believe it. And then they VAR agreed it. Unbelievable. Really like shocking, shocking stuff. Um, they should have kept Aguero. They should have signed him for another year. Um, Sterling wants out. Reece says, um, and I put this, but there's bound to be a few others. They've got to be frustrated. Um, Leslie says they're going to get knocked out by West Ham of the cup. Yeah, I would not be surprised. West Ham are on fire, um, and I wonder if Jesse Lingard signs a pre-contract with West Ham in the summer in January because uh, his contract's up. Um, although I actually think he'll end up going to Newcastle because they'll pay him royally. Um, so get your questions in and stuff now, guys and girls. Uh, anything you want to answer? Uh, anything you want to know? Oh, uh, yeah. Big shout out to our video, Mr. Andy Campbell. Uh, Middlesbrough women picked up a good win against Hull yesterday. And uh, slowly but surely things. Oh, they did knock them out. I apologize, Leslie. I apologize profusely. West Ham knocked them out. Um, but yeah. Shout out to Mr. Campbell. There, uh, he's things coming together nicely. The reserves doing well as well. So, um, yeah, big shout out to the Campbell. Um, PSG and Messi. How are they doing? Should we have a look? League. Uh. So, look, see, top of the league by eight points. So they're clearly they've only lost one and drawn one. So. Uh, Reese says, I think because Lingard was an academy player at United, any English club sign a pre-contract have to pay compensation. I believe any non-English club can sign him in January without a compensation fee. Yeah, possibly. I, I'm not 100% sure on the ins and outs of that, but I don't think money is going to be too much of an option uh, of a, a problem for Newcastle if they want him. Um, so let's have a look at some of PSG's results. Yeah, they seem to be coasting along nicely. Uh, so Messi got his first goal the other week, didn't he? So has he done much since? Oh, they lost last Sunday, PSG, against Rons 2-0. Um, Friday, so Mbappe scored with a couple. Am I looking forward to my birthday? I don't know. I, um, I've kind of abandoned a lot of plans, all plans, really, because like um, it's been quite a heavy spike in COVID cases in Cardiff and I am, um, as you all know, I've been doing my utmost to keep myself safe, to um, to really like just because of my own health and stuff, and just to be on the safe side. Uh, and unfortunately, it's coinciding with the sort of build up to my birthday, so I'm going to be um, probably a bit too kind of like uh, 
what's the word safe but gotta do what you gotta do um and at the end of the day like if i was to get covid there's a good chance i'd go in a hospital and i don't want to spend my 40th birthday in hospital either um, but i have got some plans with family um i've got something going on with wadri next tuesday and uh, some other bits and pieces but um yeah thank you for asking now yeah of course uh, r.i.p to walt smith uh we me and rodri talked about him on friday uh, in a bit more detail um i appreciate that uh reese everyone and, and i know like if i do something if i was to go out and have a few beers or whatever i could meet up with you guys in in a heartbeat but um i think all right that's a secret donna i can't tell you that at the moment um all i can tell you is that we're recording something with some some people who are gonna mic us up and film it that's about as much as i can say um apart from that you have to wait and see but um what else what i was saying now um yeah i think um in terms of properly celebrating it'd be when we do the live show uh, after christmas i'm gonna make that into a big big event so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i'm looking forward to it um so get your questions in or if there's anything you want me to give my opinion on then i will of course give it in uh, no uncertain terms uh, i'm looking forward to it donna it's going to be interesting it's going to be something very very different for me and um, but i'm looking forward to it um i've been blessed uh since i started doing this and certainly in the last year where it's grown uh a lot more and, and in the in the the recent weeks it's grown even oh, in the recent months it's grown even further um i've met some incredible people um and and made some incredible friends but i've also made some incredible contacts within the world of tv radio podcasting sports everything so like it's going to be interesting uh reese says can we keep the live chat for the live show it will feel strange having to talk to everyone so here's the thing like obviously when we're doing the live shows because it's going to be like a big thing eventually like obviously we want you guys to listen to what's going on on stage but a big part of our shows is the live interaction and stuff like that so i think what we're going to do um is we can have i certainly gonna have a mic in the crowd where there'll be points where you guys can ask us questions live and stuff like that um and it'll be kind of divided up into different shows different types of things maybe some surprises um but you just just give me an idea reese you have given me an idea um not sure how doable it is but maybe we could sort out like some sort of um app where people can live 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 sort of chat within the show and we can have a big screen and oh donna's just said big screen as well um but i'd have to look into the logistics of it and stuff and like as you know i was planning on doing a very small thing in november um with a couple of the shows and then 
kind of make it doing a bigger one next year. So I think next year it might end up being a bit bigger than what, what it was. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, how would you guys feel about an Ace Podcast Nation app, by the way? Because I have literally people contact me at least three times a week saying, would you like us design to design an app for your channel and podcast? Um, <clears throat> so it would be interesting to um, to see. Um, and obviously, as we, uh, in the long term, if we move to things like studio and stuff like that, we have to have a producer or someone off camera who can Google stuff, who can help us out with stats and figures and look at live chats and things like that. So um, how would that work? So I'm kind of riffing off the top of my head, but I'm assuming it depends how you do it. But I mean, if you download an app, you could have um, all the shows through that to watch or to listen to. And, and then maybe there's like exclusive behind the scenes content and stuff. You could have the members only section on the app as well for the Patreon stuff as well. So it's all app, basically all be like accessed all in one. So like, I think um, the Sidemen, if you know who they are, they've got something called the Sidemen Plus, which is basically like their own little pay thing. But I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at talking about just having an app which integrates everything into one. And then you can also access the members own, like the Patreon and stuff through it. You can access and you like link your social medias and everything together. So it's all in one app. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't even know if that's feasible. Just something which I just thought of uh, there, but I get people, I get people contacting me all the time about different things and apps and websites and stuff. I think um, like, my eyes are on sorting out the studio, I've got to be honest. Um, but there's also the other side of things like um, yeah, I think it's, it's weird. Like, there's I want to get a studio sorted, that's like my next, but that's my thing, which is like I'm focused on. But of course, you need a website, and there's all lots of different stuff. Coming soon. Um, let's go. I'm gonna. I've got to. I've got to go now. Anyway, I'm not feeling very well uh, myself. Feeling rough. Um, but um, yeah. Cheers for joining us, Kate. I appreciate it, my friends. Go and get yourself off to bed. I uh, hope your father's doing well, mate. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of get yourself nice and sorted. Uh, Reese says, I'll do the job of screaming questions. So I, you seem to get a lot of weirdos asking questions these days. Um, yeah, Manscaped um, starts on the 8th of November. So next Monday, basically, will be the start of that promotion. Um, and we'll have a couple of ads in different shows. Um, and then there's some codes to get 20% off. And we just need to get as many people using those codes as possible in that month for it to become a long-term thing. Um, I actually used uh, my Manscaped stuff, which they sent today. Um, just sort of did the edges of my beard and stuff. i got to say, everything on there is top, top quality stuff. Like everything which I've they gave me to try and stuff. 
it's like top of the range equipment and um, you could see why they sponsor the biggest podcasts in the UK and the world like you could see why people get behind them and people spend stuff on there I got my Manscaped boxer shorts on today which I will not model for you guys but um, they're very comfy special material um, do I watch Strictly Come Dancing? No, I do not. I do not watch any reality TV shows whatsoever. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any which I've ever watched. Um, the only one I ever watch is I'm a Celebrity, I, and I don't even watch that like incessantly. I kind of my uh, Becky will watch it, and I'll have like half an eye on it while I'm doing other stuff. Um, I just don't like the concept of reality TV. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to say. Um, But yes, let's, let's have a look. But as we get, um, as we grow, uh, not so much for this show. This is quite like a smaller show. But as some of the other shows are growing, I might need one or two of you to be moderators anyway on uh, Facebook and YouTube, just to because we have had at various points some people being knobheads and stuff, and sometimes it's not always easy for me to pick up on all the comments. Um, so, like, Rishi was saying something the other day about notifications. Like, that's nothing to do with me. It's, it's all Facebook, mate. So all I can say is go into, like, your notification settings. And Rob Boyle's back just to say goodbye, Rob, is it? Cheers, mate. Ugh. Disgraceful. Anyone would think you've got a life away from watching these shows. Um, it's, it's just one of them things, I think. It's... Uh, one of them things. Right. Last chance for any questions you would like to ask, whether they be football related or anything else. Um, now's your chance. Now's your chance to ask away. And um, <clears throat> um, what else we got? Yes. Uh, Reese says, yeah, I still keep getting notifications saying it's my video and people like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know, mate. I honestly... The only other thing I could say is perhaps to like message them and see like see like message Facebook or something, see what goes on. Um, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Craig Sullivan says, "I think you could use something like uh, Mentimeter." What's that, Mick? I do not know what that is. Explain. Um, I'm open to anything, suggestions and whatnot. Um, but yeah, if you know of any uh, kind of local businesses who might be interested in sponsoring our various podcasts, please do get them to contact us, email us. We're always looking for sponsorship, brand deals, things like that, which, you know, that's the things which keep us going, which help us to, to grow and to keep the shows and the channel up and running and finance us so like if you know local businesses you know um any businesses really corporations whatever who want to promote something uh their products or whatnot sponsorships and brand deals their emails coming across the bottom of your screen now um and you can you can get involved we're always looking for the right partners with the right companies it's got to be right for for both um there's been a couple who've approached me and I've been like, eh, not, don't think we've got the same ideology and, and things like that. Um, 
so we'll have to see. Uh, would I uh, get Vincent Han on board, mate? Oh, yeah. Don't think. Um, don't think that'll happen somehow, but you never know. Um, we'll see. We will see. Um, Donna, you've had a long anniversary. It's your anniversary today, Donna, is it? Well, happy anniversary to you. Um, what do I think Cardiff score will be on Wednesday night against QPR? Is it home or away? Cardiff home or away? Uh, Cardiff City 2-0. There we go. Having had a positive uh, uh, Mentimeter is where you can run questions through a presentation and people could pick tick up questions so it helps to screen the questions to answer. Ah, okay. I'll have, I'll have to look into that. Um, one thing I did, someone contacted me to ask me if I would be a... Oh, what was the word they used? Basically, it was like a, an audio app where people can ask you questions via like voice notes and you can talk about different things uh, via voice notes and short audio, like 20 minutes here and there, audio recording, stuff like that, to to do that sort of thing. And, and they asked me to get involved in that. And that was something which I thought might be quite interesting because um, you've got to move with technology. Technology changes. There's like apps which arise, which are, are good. And that was something which kind of interested me a little bit, something I might... Um, look into in the future. I'm going to see if I can find what it was called. Um, let's see if we can find it. Like millions of emails, lots of people asking me, do you want an app, mate? Do you want a website, mate? So they have lots of these things. Um, so they've had a couple. We've had one called Football Fan Limited who'd like us to, to join their app uh, with various football content on. Um, which I'm still looking into. They have over 10 million engagements. Uh, so that's interesting. Might have a look at that. So if you guys want to do some investigating for me, uh, it's called the, what did I say? The Football Fan App. What did I say? Yeah, Football Fan Limited or something like that. Um, right, I can't find the email anyway, but um, I will try and dig that out and maybe tell you a bit more about that next week and see what is what is good. Um, now it's 1-0 to Wolves. There we go. Ah, it's your Ace Podcast Nation follower anniversary. There we go. Um, have you done your Super 6? Uh, you would know, Cardiff Home. I have not done my Super 6 for the midweek yet. Thank you for reminding me. Leslie Coates, 3-1 three three to QPR. Good grief. Um, Donna, I'll talk about Wrexham a bit more on Friday because there's a couple of questions I want to put to Rodri. So I'm going to swerve that one. Um, only fans sponsor. Happy to take one for the team and provide the picks. Uh, Mitt, um, if you remember a while back, me and Andy had a bit of a barney about only fans, didn't we? Um, about that, that female footballer who was doing that sort of content and she was getting absolute pelters from people. And I kind of said, people need to get with the times. If that's what she wants to do and she's not being forced to do it, then leave her alone. It's private. You've got to pay for the content. She's entitled to it. It's her body, blah, blah, blah. Um, and also that OnlyFans doesn't have to be like things of a, a naked or adult nature. It can just be behind the scenes vlogs and 
and pictures. It doesn't have to be that type of thing. <coughs> um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Rob. Um, but look, I, uh, I interestingly, I had a similar conversation with my wife yesterday because someone off Hollyoaks has got a OnlyFans or opened an OnlyFans. And she's getting loads of abuse of people. And now Hollyoaks have like summoned her to a meeting. And I'm like, what is wrong with people? Like, leave it. Like, and my, my criticism with that, by the way, is Channel 4 and Hollyoaks are very happy to send those girls to FHM and Maxim and all these different places to like just literally pose in their underwear. So why the hell should they be criticized for? doing it and find it's because they're fine they get the money from it instead of it going to channel four and all these different other like they're monetizing it themselves instead of going through their agent all the agencies and stuff i think is i think people need to get a grip big time uh risa there won't be a friday's podcast i'm in london 99p a pint in england so you can't can't see me being able to make that well you be careful my friend 99p a pint could be brutal. Um, what else we got? It doesn't matter if Cardiff are home or away, mate. Either way, we are rubbish, Leslie. Um, so Rob Boyle's going to get on OnlyFans, and uh, he's going to sort it out for us. He can, he can raise money that way. Good effort, Rob. Take it one for the team. I like it. Um, right, I think, I think that's it. I think we're done. Um, oh, okay. I'll answer that question very quickly. Uh, Gaz said, uh, what's your long-term plans for Ace Podcast Nation? So, like, ultimately, long-term, what I would like to do, and I, you could years away potentially is i'd like to have um like a big building ace podcast nation hq with uh several like radio podcast studios maybe a tv studio with a big huge green screen which can be hired out and we do various shows not just me but other shows and other content and we sign other podcasts and stuff with um stuff like that that would be an amazing thing in terms of the short term Want to get a studio, website, apps, stuff, utilize technology and just grow, grow organically as we have and then um, just kind of keep going and going and going. But um, you should have some news this week in terms of the ongoing schedule and stuff. Um, one last question from me. Uh what did you guys think of the the championship show last Monday? That like kind of having a few uh, callers and stuff on, and talking about the championship that way with just me. Um, what did you guys think of that? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's something that we could do in the future as a more regular feature? Um, I'd be interested, as always, to hear your feedback. But um, I also recorded the first episode of my story on Thursday. So do look out for that series. It's coming soon. Um, I will be back live on Friday with uh, with Rodri. Um, spread the word. Tell your friends. All that good stuff. And if you missed the fight show last night, you can download it 
um, I'm going to be putting the link and everything out in a bit. Um, spread the word, spread the word, spread the word. There's always more stuff coming. We have been in a holding pattern, and the old holding pattern is nearly over, is all I can say. Um, loved the show last week. Want more? 100%. Loved the call in show. Watched it after on YouTube. Um, Rob Boyle, Naughty Santa. Come on, mate. Just come on. Come on, bro. 2 0 Wolves. So, Lumberjack. Oh, my, it's all going wrong. So, guys, appreciate as always your time, your effort, your questions. Keeps me going, but let's celebrate in the fact that the holding pattern is nearly over one way or another. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for joining me on these Monday evenings. It's very cold this evening. And um, I will see you very, very soon. As always, spread the word. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.